Welcome to the Double Busy and Fit podcast, a source of actionable steps and strategies to help busy people to look better, move better, and ultimately feel better without turning their lives upside down in the pursuit of improving their health and fitness. I'm your host, Harry Morris, the proud owner of Fitness Studio 46 in the West Midlands. And over the last five years, I've coached hundreds of people toward their health and fitness goals. So let's get started. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Double Busy and Fit podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing why you never need to step on a scale again. So how much do you weigh? It's an interesting question. When people ask that question, I often wonder what they're hoping to learn from the answer. Many people view scale weight as the number one measure of a person's overall success in health and fitness. Generally speaking, people think that weighing less is good and a higher number on the scale is rarely celebrated. This is further enforced by the narrative of magazines, TV shows, the medical profession, our parents, friends, social media, and more. In my role as a health and fitness coach, the most important question that must be answered is how does scale weight and our perception of it impact a person's real life results? So let's dig in. I'm going to start by sharing a familiar story for many of us. A person decides they want to improve how they look. They may have stepped onto a scale and were horrified by the number they saw blinking back at them, which inspired them to action. They make some adjustments to their diet and they start exercising more and then they continue to weigh themselves regularly in order to monitor their progress. Now, at some point, one of two things will inevitably happen. Their weight will slow down and begin to plateau or they may even gain a pound or two on a particular weigh-in. As a result, they might feel frustrated and confused, or perhaps even so demotivated that they may just throw the towel in there and then. If they decide to hang in there, they may, in an effort to lose more weight faster, try something a little bit more extreme with their approach to diet and exercise, until in the end, it all becomes impossible to sustain so they stop exercising, they relax on their diet, and they stop weighing themselves. Inevitably, they begin to slip back into unhealthy habits and routines until the cycle repeats itself at a later date. Now, this may sound familiar for many of us, or if this hasn't happened specifically to you, then I can guarantee that you know someone who repeats this cycle over and over again, sometimes for decades. Now, there are potentially several areas where a person can go wrong in the typical diet story that I just described. But the one that we're focusing on today is the role of the scale. I find that there are two problems with the scale. The first is that it's very unreliable. They will fluctuate from hour to hour, day to day, or week to week. Getting a consistently accurate scale reading is near impossible because there are so many variables at play that can impact the number that we see. For example, the amount of carbohydrates that we've eaten, the amount of salt that we've had, our hydration levels, whether or not we've been to the toilet, and for women, where they are in their monthly cycle. And that's just to name a few factors. Because scale weight can be influenced by so many factors, this alone is a reason not to pay too much attention to it. 
So the scale does give you an indication of what your current body mass is at any given time, but I'm more interested in what it's not telling us. Firstly, it doesn't tell us our body composition, so it doesn't distinguish between mass. In other words, it doesn't tell you how much of your body weight at that time is fat. And ultimately, fat is what we're looking to reduce in order to look at our best. So when we stand on a scale, we are getting a measurement of our muscle mass, fat mass, bone, blood, hair, skin, water, waste products, even what's in our pockets. A scale doesn't subcategorize these things for us, but for some reason, we have a tendency that when we step on the scale and see a higher number than we'd like, we assume that it's just body fat, even out of everything that I just listed. So if we want to monitor our results in order to improve how we look, we should be much more concerned with our body composition or our ratio of body fat to muscle. We can assess body composition in a few different ways, but I find that progress photos are the easiest and the most accessible in order for us to visually monitor how much body fat we have. Now, if you are a person who finds it difficult to be objective about your progress photos, then you could always ask somebody that you're comfortable with to help you assess them in a objective fashion. The other thing that a scale won't pick up is our health. So health is better measured by other factors too. We could look to our blood pressure, our resting heart rate, our cholesterol, and many other health markers. We could even look to a person's habits and their lifestyle. So are they exercising regularly? Are they eating a varied and nutritious diet? Are they getting consistently high quality sleep each night? And are they managing their stress levels well? Health is such an extensive topic that we need to monitor it in a much more extensive fashion than only looking at scale weight. A final thing that the scale isn't measuring is our self-worth. We are so much more as people than just a number on the scale, but I've seen scale weight affect people's confidence so severely that they don't even want to go out with their friends, go clothes shoppings, or do activities that they actually enjoy. When a person becomes emotionally wrapped up with the scales, it can really affect their ability to obtain long-term results. And I find that two main barriers present themselves. Firstly, demotivation. This is always a frustrating thing for me to see as a coach. You can be working with someone who is making exceptional progress. They're working towards a goal. They're training, preparing healthy meals, improving their sleep, and they're investing in themselves then a weight fluctuation can just derail the whole thing. No matter how much you try to explain the potential reasons that weight can fluctuate, their emotions are too affected to see the logical explanation. Now we call this the screw it effect. They feel demotivated, so they say screw it, and then they abandon all of their healthy habits out of frustration. Which brings us on to the next barrier, focusing on the wrong thing. A person whose emotional energy is directed toward the scale would achieve much better results if they were to focus that energy on more important aspects of their health and fitness, like being stronger, healthier, fitter, more confident, being a role model to friends, family or children, improving their energy, productivity and focus, investing in becoming the best possible version of themselves. These are all much more profound reasons to focus on our health and fitness. 
Imagine a world where magazine front covers went from how I lost two stone in six weeks to how my life improved by regularly exercising. By focusing our energy towards other markers of progress and the process by which we achieve them, we'll make better decisions for our long-term well-being and we're going to get better results too. In summary, scale weight is a tool that can be used by some people. But I spend more of my time as a coach convincing people to stop weighing themselves than I do encouraging them to hop on the scale. That's because time and time again, I've seen a poor understanding or a poor relationship with the scales lead people to suboptimal results or even worse, simply quitting on their health and fitness altogether. If you can achieve amazing results without ever needing to know how much you weigh, then why step on a scale? I encourage you to focus on other ways to monitor your results and ultimately measure your success against your health and your happiness, not just your gravitational pull to the earth. Oh, one more thing. If you want to look, move and feel better, but you're not sure where to start, or perhaps you have started and you're not seeing the results you were hoping for, then you need to check out our Ultimate Health and Fitness Scorecard. It's a free self-assessment tool that you can use to make sure you're covering all of your bases when it comes to getting amazing results in health and fitness for any goal. All you have to do is head over to the Fitness Studio 46 website and it should pop up after a few seconds. Once completed, you will know exactly where you can focus your efforts and you can even arrange a 15-minute phone call with myself to discuss the results. So head over to fitness-studio46.co.uk and I hope to speak to you soon.